Today, we're going to be talking about low SDE businesses. What does that mean? What's the opportunity and why you shouldn't ignore them? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you. All right, everyone. So today's video started off a few weeks ago as a Twitter thread. So if, if you happen to be on Twitter, come find me. My Twitter handle is at dbarnettmoncton, or if you just look up David Barnett Small Business, I'm sure that I'll come up uh, in some of the in some of the results quite quickly. But um, it was it was a very well received thread, and so then I turned it into one of my daily emails. And if you if you're somebody who follows me on podcast or on YouTube, for example, and you like the stuff that I do, I, I highly recommend the email list. I mean, I remind you at the end of every one of my videos or podcasts to join the list. The the stuff I'm going to share today is the kind of stuff that I pump out every day. So davidcbarnettlist.com is the quick place to go to uh, to sign up and join that list. Or if you just head over to davidcbarnett.com, uh, there is a sign up form that you can find there quite readily. So. Let me share my screen. So <clears throat> a thread about the opportunity of low SDE businesses. I'm going to I'm going to read the thread, but just for those of you that may be new to this and don't know what SDE is, it stands for seller's discretionary earnings. And seller's discretionary earnings are the total amount of money available to an owner operator that works full time in a business. So it is the combination of the manager salary and the profits of the business. Okay? Because you are going to be the owner and you are going to be the manager. You're going to be doing both. So when we look at these small businesses, we use this cash flow level called SDE so that we can say, if you go and buy this business and do this work, this is the amount of money available to you. Okay. So let me read this. I had a member of my group coaching program tell me yesterday that he was going to focus on finding a business with a high SDE. Now we're talking about the main street space. Main Street is typically defined as having EBITDA under half a million. And EBITDA is cash flow that does not include the manager's salary, just you know, to confuse things. But you know, if you are new to this space, you have to learn these terms so you understand what's being talked about. And you also need to know what it is that you're doing so that you can frame your learning within the context that applies to you. I'm going to get into that a little bit more as we go along here. So this member's idea of a, of a high SDE business was in the three to $500,000 range. Okay. And so let's continue. 
He said that going smaller was essentially just looking to buy a job. And this is a popular sentiment in the search world. But let me tell you what I've seen many times over. A lot of those low SDE businesses, and so we'll talk about a range from 90,000 to 170,000, have been run for a very long time and are owned by older people. These business owners do everything wrong and they still make money year in, year out. What do I mean by everything wrong? Well, they have antiquated systems, they have paper-based forms, they're not using technology to the fullest, they don't do online marketing, maybe they don't even have a website. That's what I mean by everything wrong. They have not adopted the modern ways of doing business, yet they still make money year in, year out. Not so many searchers are interested in these deals. And so the competition for them is less. The valuation multiples to buy them are also lower. You can get into them with less money and sometimes they're so bad they're not even bankable, right? And some of you may be thinking, well, why would I want to buy a business if I can't get a bank loan? Dude, that's a huge opportunity. Look, let me explain. This can be a huge win because I've seen so many done with a down payment and seller financing alone. If the business is not bankable, it means that nobody can get a loan to buy it. The seller, if they want to sell, they're going to have to do a deal with seller financing because it's almost impossible to sell a small business and find a buyer with 100% cash, unless they're completely ignorant and they happen to be wealthy, right? And they've never Googled, how do I buy a business into, uh, you know, they've never Googled or searched online, otherwise they'd find my stuff and they certainly wouldn't pay all cash for a business. Let me continue. In my career, I've seen people buy these kinds of businesses over and over and over and do the following. Improve them. Implementing newer methods, improving the marketing, getting an Instagram, Instagram account or whatever it is. They add customers, they increase profits, they initiate standard operating procedures and other systems, they add software, apps, CRMs, etc. Lower entry point, cheaper price, room for improvement, but, and here's the big caveat to this strategy, it only works if you know what you're doing. These businesses are not for Excel jockeys that think they can do a high leverage bank deal and put an operator in place. You need to know the industry, you need to know how to run a business, and you need to know how to hire the right marketing help. You need to know how to negotiate for better input pricing. You need to know how to access new markets. You need to know how to excite a team to clear out the cobwebs and get enthusiastic about coming to work each day. This is why I've seen so many middle career people execute these deals so successfully. And the key learning is that if you find a business that makes money and has problems you know how to fix, uh, the key learning is find a business that makes money and has problems you know how to fix. That's the gold. That's the opportunity. And then it says, if you want to learn more, come over to businessbuyeradventure.com. That you know brings you over to the coaching group. And then there were a whole bunch of responses. I think I need to zoom out to, uh, to see those responses. So what kind of feedback did I get from that? Well, basically a whole whack of people said, oh my God, this is what I did, right? 
And so, you know, here's Patrick. He says, totally agree. I bought small in this range because it's what I could afford while still owning 100% and was confident I could grow it. Um, Bowtie Aquila says, how do you pay yourself and grow the business with such a small SDE? Now, I mentioned earlier I was going to bring this back to a conversation about context, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. So here's, here's how. By understanding that the pay the owner should should the, the pay of the owner should be the fair market value of the work that's actually done so if you're if you're buying a plumbing business what is the manager of a plumbing business's salary in the fair market right and and here's the problem because if you guys come into this buy a business world online there there's a lot of different conversations going on there are sort of big business people or middle market business people calling themselves small business people because they live in a world where they compare themselves to publicly traded companies, right? And and when they talk about small business and I look at their deals, I say, that's not small, that's middle market because I'm talking about Main Street, right? And so you need to figure out what part of the market you're in so that you can tune your conversations online to those that are applicable to you. So a lot of people who come into this entrepreneurship through acquisition, they'll be college graduates with MBAs, for example, and they'll read that Harvard Business Review book, you know, Guide to Buying a Small Business. And they'll be talking about small business. But somebody who's graduated with a Harvard MBA, if they were to go into a Fortune 500 company as, you know, a, you know for a job, they would command a, a pretty great salary, right? I mean, they have that amazing pedigree of having attended Harvard. Um, so they're going to be earning, you know, six figures easily to begin with 180 grand, maybe, you know, depends on the industry or where you are in the country. So as I put here in this response, MBAs all want to take $175,000 salary, but the role of the owner operator may not, may actually only command a $60,000 salary in the open market. If you live within these means and build it up, you'll be able to take some real investment growth and, and growth in income later. So that's the key thing is that when you buy one of these businesses, you are going to be the owner operator. You cannot expect to earn an amount of money that may be commensurate with what you think you're worth in the labor market. You have to take a salary that is in line with what the fair market value is of the wages in that industry for that business size. Okay. Um, and then he responded saying, tough pill to swallow, but that's the reality, big haircut versus my W-2. And, and I have this conversation with a lot of people who are high income people. And they're, they're earning a quarter million dollars, for example, on a W-2 salary. And they, they want to get into business. And when they start to look at these different businesses that are available, they get pushed into this higher SDE category because they're trying to replace their income versus buying a business and taking the, the salary that running that business is worth. So, so why would anyone do that? Why would anyone do that? Well, traditionally, you know, when I was a business broker, we didn't have searchers back then. They were called business buyers and they were people that wanted to buy a business because a lot of them needed an income or they hated their job and they wanted to do something better with their days that they would, you know, enjoy more. And so they were buying a business and they were going to be living within that SDE range. But once you've got 
the business under your control, well, then you can do something with it. You can improve it. You can grow it. Here's another response here from Buy Then Build. It says, great thread, David. This is our experience too. Some really great businesses with lots of upside that often just close. My neighbor just sold one of these. He, he was running with a team of three, turned down five times more work than he accepted, mostly government contracts and recurring revenue. And then he followed up by saying, and you are buying a job, a really cool, high paying, flexible job doing something you love. What else were you planning to do with your time? Right. Which is a great point because the, the more time I spend in these conversations online that people are having about buying businesses, the, the more I shake my head because there's all these people on here who, who think that they're going to do a high leveraged buyout of a very successful business and then live the rest of their life on a beach with a laptop. Like, come on, if you're a productive, creative, enthusiastic person, you want to work. You, you want to take advantage of your abilities and you want to make things happen. If you're lazy and you want to live life on the beach, Dude, do not buy a business, okay? That's totally the wrong thing for you to do. Um, this SMB owner person said, what a great thread. This is exactly what we are about to put under contract. Set the expectations right. Ben says, we hired a school teacher to do operations. She was previously teaching 25 wild children, doubled her salary. She absolutely crushed it in the new role she was all in. So many great overlooked people in ops intensive, low paying industries teaching, restaurants, et cetera. John says, if you're, if you're going to buy a $5 million business and below the SBA and ever say the phrase, that'll be a nice asset to own, you are uh, NGMI, not going to make it, okay? Assets don't shake you down for raises the day after close, show up drunk, get funds <laughs> held by QuickBooks the day before payroll or lie on time cards, right? Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm falling outside. Yeah, that's outside the thread. But anyway, so the whole point of the thread was that, and, and I've said this to so many people, so many people who are like, I want to get into business, and then they then they start putting all these conditions about what kind of business they want and how they want their cash flow to be. And they end up pushing themselves into this higher place in the market where they start to brush close with these bigger competitors who are trying to buy businesses, especially private equity groups type, type of buyers. And so what ends up happening is the multiples get higher, the competition is more aggressive. And then, and then you end up in this position where you're now stretching to maximize leverage. You're trying to, you're trying to put in every last nickel just to get your payment high enough so that you qualify for the debt. And then you end up buying into a business and you end up potentially in an over leveraged scenario where now everything has to work out just perfectly. But if you set your sights lower on a smaller business, maybe you can make a down payment that doesn't use up all your money and you have some money on reserve in case something goes wrong, but you get your hands on the steering wheel of a business. And this is the key thing. It is easier to buy a business when you're already in business. The only way you can grow a business is by being in business. The, the biggest number one hurdle that you face as somebody who wants to be in business and buying a business is getting the first business, right? I work with a lot of people who are already in business that want to buy more businesses. Many of those people started them. 
And, and they will admit that starting a business was tough. It was hard. It was a lot of work. And that's usually why they become people that want to buy businesses because they've lived through that startup challenge and they know that they don't want to do it again. So they want to grow through acquiring businesses. But if you're an employee right now and you're punching the clock and going into work someplace and you want to get into this world, the, the question should be, what makes the most sense as far as me getting into business? And the the challenge of, you know, what's my salary going to be? You know, if you're going to be devoting your life to this self-development project called being an entrepreneur, and that's what it is. It's about leveling up. It's about doing something more, about having a greater impact, about having more opportunities and more res responsibility in life. Um, you have to ask yourself, what am I willing to do to make this happen? And for a lot of people, what it requires is a willingness to dial back on lifestyle. People will get into jobs, they'll start careers, their income will start to increase, and then their lifestyle will increase right along with it. I've met many, many people who are middle career people in their 40s with high incomes, you know, people earning over 200 grand a year, and their net worth is nothing. Like, how does that happen? It's because people allow lifestyle creep to, to take over and take all their money. If this is something that's important to you, make it a priority. Change your lifestyle, downgrade your lifestyle, make the decisions you need to make to put yourself into a position of power so that you can buy, take the opportunity and buy a lower SDE business so that you can live on that lower amount of money. And, and this is going to be a really bitter pill for some, some of you guys to swallow is that sometimes you have people on your team who are not going to be supportive of this. So I've seen people who are married and when they say, you know what, I want to do this. I want to level up. I want to buy a business. You know, their spouse, for example, will be all gung ho, all on board. Yeah, let's buy a business. Let's make more money. And then when they learn it's going to take a lifestyle reduction in order for the whole thing to come together, suddenly the spouse is no longer on board. They don't want to downgrade their lifestyle. And so, you know, how you deal with that is going to be a pretty difficult thing to deal with. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to wade into marriage advice. That wouldn't be good. Anyway, um, thought it was an interesting thread. If you liked it, follow me on Twitter. Um, and if you like to get stuff like that in your inbox all the time, subscribe to my email list. Uh, and with that, I'll say, see you later. And, um, if you have a different opinion or if you have a similar story, please comment down below. More than happy to see that um, comment and uh, and be part of the conversation. Cheers. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.